0: Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Black Panther in today's statistics episode. We read the wind and the sky when the sun is high. We sail the length of the seas on the ocean breeze. At night we name every star. I went into a very long review episode for Black Panther, just Monday, Uh, but today hopefully get a little shorter than an uh, an hour for this episode, uh, at least prior to the uh, Fantasy Movie League update, but first things first are the statistics for Black Panther. Black Panther I have currently only seen once, but I expect that number to go up. Um, I watched it February 15th, 2018, And clocked it at an hour and 12 or two hours and 12 minutes, 132 minutes. It is a 2018 release. My summary is after his father's death, a prince seeks his rightful place on the throne. The Rotten Tomatoes meter uh, last time I checked was 97%. We'll see if that holds right now. Might have gone. Why does it keep... stop searching letterboxed. Run Tomatoes, Black Panther. It is... slow. So slow. Yep, it's still 97, awesome. And my rating is 94. Uh, For reference, that would put it on par with Dunkirk last year. Dunkirk ended up being my third favorite film. Uh, of the year and Yeah, that's that's a great place to be for any movie And we'll see just how great as we go forward Uh, moving on to the director Uh, Ryan Coogler directed Black Panther. It is my third film that I've seen directed by Ryan Coogler and It improves his average film rating to a 91 even he uh, It is his second film Rated between 90-99 and his best film overall, coming in just ahead of Fruitvale Station. He now has a film value of 5.5 and a score of 60.1, which ranks him 92nd overall as a director. And that ties him with Kenneth Lonergan, Oscar-nominated director of Manchester by the Sea. You can count on me and Margaret and Samuel Armstrong, director of Bambi, Fantasia, and Dumbo. Puts him one spot behind Werner Herzog, and one spot ahead of Martin McDonough, uh, Oscar-nominated director, not Oscar-nominated director, uh, but the director of Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Moving on to the writer's portion, uh, this was co-written by Ryan Coogler, this is the third writing credit for him that I've seen. It improves his average film rating to a 91 even. It is his second film rated between 90 and 99 and his best movie overall, coming in just ahead of Fruitvale Station. Improves his film value to a 5.5 and his score to a 60.1. He is now ranked 87th overall, one spot behind Damien Chazelle and one spot ahead of Martin McDonough. Uh, A lot of similarities (laughs) between his writing and directing positioning. (laughs) Uh, but it was co-written by Joe Robert Cole. This is the only film I've seen written by, Cobber, Robert, uh, written by Cole. So his average film rating is 94. He has one film rating in the 90s. Black Panther, his best film, gives him a value of 2 and a score of 33.33, which ranks him 907th. Tied with the writers of Swiss Army Man, Stalker, Turn Me On, Damn It, Pirates of the Caribbean 1, Johnny Belinda, Moon, Incendies, Gone with the Wind, Drugstore Cowboy, Dirt Rider, Scoundrels, Corpse Bride, Coherence, Calvary, uh, The Animated Beauty and the Beast, Bambi, Atonement, Ants, uh, Gone with the Wind, Big Short, so on. Um, A lot of people on that same exact level. Moving on to actors. A uh, couple of couple of actors in this movie that uh, a lot of people recognize. The first is Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis uh, is, this is his 20th film credit that I've seen. It improves his average film rating to a 77.75. It is his sixth film rated between 90 and 99 and his second best movie overall. Coming in just ahead of The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and just behind War for the Planet of the Apes. He improves his film value to a 24, and his score to a 94.68, which ranks him third overall out of everybody. He is number three right now. Um, War for Planet of the Apes and Black Panther just absolutely sk- shooting him, skyrocketing him up to the top, not even dement- not even you know, discounting Star Wars The Last Jedi, which also was a big benefit for him. He's had some good... Good stuff. And uh, it's there's only more to come, right? Uh, he's just... I don't know. I, I'll, I'll have to watch some more of his lesser-known fare and see if they're going to drag his score down or not. Anyway, uh, moving on from that is Stan Lee. So I decided to finally add Stan Lee to the actor's page of my spreadsheet. And he's been in, like, all the things. So he debuted onto this uh this list with 36 film credits, uh, Black Panther being the 36th, uh, improving his average film rating to a 63.44. This is second film rated in between 1999 and his best movie overall, coming in ahead of Iron Man. It is, improves his film value to a 17.5 and his score to a 77.61. Uh, he is now ranked he is ranked 44th overall. Uh, one spot behind Harry Dean Stanton and a spot ahead of Maggie Smith and I forgot to reference where Andy Circus falls between. So he is one spot behind Best Flowers and one spot ahead of Helena Bonham Carter. Yes, so Stanley. Next up is Sebastian Stan. This is his 12th film credit. Uh, he is in, I guess... Oh, i guess that's kind of spoilers isn't it he is in an end credit scene uh this is his 12th film credit and proves his average film rating to a 74.67 it is his only film rated between 90. 99 and best film overall coming in ahead of black swan he has a film value of 12 and a score of 76 even he is ranked 65th tied with sigourney weaver Martin Balsam, and Irving Bacon. He is one spot behind Anna Paquin and one spot ahead of Martin Freeman. Speaking of Martin Freeman, Martin Freeman, this is his 15th film credit and it improves his average film rating to a 71.93. It is his third film rated between 90 and 99 and his second best film overall, coming in just ahead of The Pirates, Band of Misfits, and behind Shaun of the Dead. He has a film value of 12.5 and a score of 75.97. He is ranked 69th overall, one spot behind that group of people I already mentioned, and one spot ahead of Alec Guinness. Martin Freeman. Next up is Lupita Nyong'o. This is her 8th film credit and improves her average film rating to a 78.5. Her second film rated in the 90s and her second film overall, coming in ahead of The Last Jedi and behind 12 Years a Slave. She has a film value of 9.5 and a score of 72.3. She is ranked 118th right behind Kristen Wiig and right ahead of Frank Oz. Next up is Isaac DeBunkhole. I'm sure I did not pronounce that correctly. De... Uncle. He's he's uh, from the Ivory Coast. He is a frequent collaborator with, um, what's his name? Oh, man. The guy who did, uh, hold on, I'm going to find it. Jarmusch. He's a frequent Jarmusch guy. Anyway, uh, this is his seventh film credit and improves his average film rating to a 79.71. It is his second film rated in the 90s and best film overall, coming in ahead of Calvary. He has a film value of 9 and a score of 71.00. He is ranked 147th, tied with Oscar nominee this year Laurie Metcalf. One spot behind Arlie Ermey and one spot ahead of Michael Moore as an actor, not a director. Uh, next up is Forrest Whitaker. This is his 31st film credit and improves his average film rating to a 57.81. It is his fifth film rated in the 90s and second best film overall, coming in ahead of The Color of Money and behind Arrival. It is, improves his film value to a 7 and his score to a 61.3. He, has, uh, he is now ranked 468th. One spot behind Gianni Russo. Gianni Rousseau and one spot ahead of Ruth McCabe Forrest Whitaker he doesn't get a lot to do in that movie uh, honestly he, he has some good moments but he, he doesn't get a ton to do uh, next is uh, Forrest Whitaker's son Denzel Whitaker. This is his third film credit and improves his average film rating to a 90.67. It is his second film rate in the 90s and second best movie overall, coming in ahead of The Great Debaters and behind Warrior. He has a film value of 5.5 and a score of 59.9. He is ranked 559th overall, one spot behind Francis Delator, and one spot ahead of Multiple Oscar winner Betty Davis. Denzel Whitaker, who plays young Forrest Whitaker, as luck would have it. Next up is Florence Kasumba. This is her third film credit and improves her average film rating to, a, to an 85. It is her first and only film rated in the 90s and best film overall coming in ahead of Wonder Woman. She was in Wonder Woman and Black Panther. She has a film value of 4.5 and a score of 55.5. She is ranked 878th, along with a bunch of other people, including Gene Simmons, James Fleet, uh, Tracy Letts, who is in Lady Bird, Neil Flynn, who plays the janitor on Scrubs, Uh, She is one spot behind another group of people, including uh, Zach Woods, who was in the more recent Ghostbusters movie, and one spot ahead of Bill Nighy. Florence Kasumba. Next up is the villain of the film, Killmonger himself, Michael B. Jordan. This is his ninth film credit, and improves his average film rating to a 62.22. His second film rated in the 90s and best movie overall. Coming in just ahead of Fruitvale Station, he has a film value of 3.5 and a score of 54.41 to rank to be ranked 983rd overall. He comes in just behind Josh Brolin and just ahead of Estelle Harris. Uh, yeah, so he and Mike, he and uh, Ryan Kugler have collaborated on all the movies to uh, very very great effect. Next up is Denai Guerrera. This is her third film credit and improves her average film rating to a 79 even. It is her first and only film rated in the 90s and best movie overall. Uh, Coming in just ahead of The Visitor. Uh, She has a value of 4 and a score of 51.4. Ranking her 1,266th, tied with Basil Rathbone uh, and... Eddie Rochester Anderson, who I find it unlikely that you will recognize. She is one spot behind Swoozie Kurtz and one spot ahead of Alicia Silverstone. Next up is Oscar-nominated performer Daniel Kaluuya. This is his seventh film credit and improves his average film rating to a 62 even. It is his second film rated in the 90s and best movie overall coming in just ahead of Sicario. He has a value of 2.5 and a score of 50.72. He is ranked 1,333rd overall, one spot behind Amanda Bynes and one spot ahead of Adriana Barraza. Barraza. He, again, I said this in the review episode and I still haven't seen the movie a second time, but his performance just didn't I don't know, it wasn't it didn't excite me at all. But again, I do want to I do want to pay much more attention to him the next time around. Next up is Sterling K Brown. This is his fourth film credit and improves his average film rating to a 69.25. It is his first film and only film rated in the 90s and best movie overall coming in ahead of Our Idiot Brother. He has a value of 3 and a score of 49.17. He is ranked 1,500th overall, tied with Sylvester Stallone, Harriet Anderson, Peter Graves, and Jim Varney. He is one spot behind Winona Ryder and one spot ahead of Christopher Walken. Next up is our leading man, the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. This is his eighth film credit and improves his average film rating to a 585 It is his only film rated in the 90s and best movie overall, coming in ahead of Captain America Civil War. He has a value of 0.5 and a score of 47.3, ranking him 1,685th overall, tied with Kim Hunter, and one spot behind Victor Jory, and one spot ahead of Jimon Hounsou. Next is uh, Black Panther's mother, Angela Bassett, this is her 15th film credit that I've seen, improving her average film rating to a 52.2. It was her only film rated in the 90s and best movie overall, coming in ahead of Strange Days. Uh, she has a value of negative 1.5 and a score of 44.56, ranking her 2045th overall, one spot behind J.J. Abrams as an actor, and one spot ahead of Julie Kavner. Uh, J.J. Abrams has been in 5 movies, and has only played himself. Next is Felicia Rashad. This is her 4th film credit, and improves her average film rating to a 61.5. It is her only film rating in the 90s, and best movie overall, coming in ahead of Creed. She has a value of 2, and a score of 43 even, which puts her in a tie for 2,236th place. With a bunch of people, including Ricardo Montalban, Chevy Chase, uh, Maureen O'Hara, Nicole Scherzinger, Anders Holm, Ron Howard as an actor. Uh, She's right behind uh, David Selby from the social network uh, and right ahead of, um, I guess none of these really, I guess, Patricia Collins who was Oscar-nominated for her performance in The Little Foxes. Felicia Rashad. Next is Winston Duke. He debuts onto the spreadsheet, as this is the only film I've seen him in. He plays M'Baku. This is uh, his only film uh, rated in the 90s. He has an average film rating of 94 and a value of 2. He has a score of 33.33 and is ranked 3,246, tied with Isabel Adjani, who only has one film credit for Possession, and Nicholas Brendon, whose only film credit is Coherence. He's one spot uh, behind Jack McGrowan, MacGrowan, who was in Dr. Zhivago, and he's one spot ahead of Elizabeth Perkins, who was in Finding Nemo. Next is Letitia Wright, who I loved in this movie. This is her second film credit. And improves her average film rating to a 38, even as her only film rate in the 90s and best movie overall. Coming in ahead of The Commuter. She has a value of 1, a score of 20, and a rank of 4,098. One, which puts her tied with Rachel Brosnahan, Norm MacDonald, Charisma Carpenter, uh, Tom Arnold. Uh, one spot behind Olivia Munn, and a spot ahead of Lea Michelle. Yeah, she is the lowest-ranked person currently uh, out of 40,424 current actors on the list. Um, And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Winston Duke, whose only film is Black Panther, is tied with Isabella Johnny and Nicholas Brendon with the highest current average film rating among all actors, with 94. Uh, That, I'm, you know second movie, I'm sure that will all change, and um, he that just kind of puts a target on his head. There have been a lot of people with average film ratings above 94 in the past, and I kind of go out of my way to see something that they've been in other than the movie that they are credited in, just to uh, knock them down, effectively. All right, that's actors. Moving on to genres. Uh, Black Panther ranked uh, rated 94 from the year 2018 is an action movie. It is an adventure movie and it is a sci-fi movie. Uh, those are the three uh, that I have. So it improves action movies to 53.69 and a- to an average of 53.69. It improves adventure movies to an average of 53.57 and it improves sci-fi movies to an average of 53.71. It passes the Bechtel test. Uh, conversations between uh, Angela Bassett's character and uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character uh, are the ones I m- remember most as far as passing that test. Uh, once T'Challa won uh, after the first fight uh, with between T'Challa and Killmonger. Uh, it, is ranked, it is rated PG-13. It is currently not on IMDb's Top 250, but it is in my Top 300 right now. And it is currently ranked 156th, so just outside of my top, the top half of my top 300. Very close, though. Currently not nominated for any Oscars. However, I do, I really hope that that is not how things end up because the movie totally deserves at least some of the tech, costumes, guys, costumes. And I alluded to this if you read the. Uh, D, um, Uh, the details on Monday's episode, I alluded to the uh, fact that Black Panther kind of broke some records in the Circle of Film Awards. And, yeah, it, it currently does. So, again, we're very early in the year, and besides Black Panther, the only good movie I've seen released in 2018 is Peter Rabbit, which will assuredly change. And when Peter Rabbit, right after Peter Rabbit came out and I added it to the Circle of Film Awards, it was going to walk, you know, if I ended the year right then, Peter Rabbit walks away with eight wins, like 20-some nominations. It it was crazy. And uh, Black Panther just completely blew those records out of the window. So Black Panther, nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Ryan Coogler, nominated for Best Director. Chadwick Boseman, nominated for Lead Actor. In Supporting Actor, there's Michael B. Jordan, Letitia Wright, Denai Guerrero, Winston Duke, Andy Serkis, Lupita Nyong'o, and Daniel Kaluuya, all nominated. Seven. So seven of the ten nomination slots for Best Supporting Actor go to Black Panther. Uh, and... <laughs> Oddly, the other three are all held by people from Peter Rabbit, uh, Rose Byrne, Margot Robbie, and Daisy Ridley. So that's insane. Uh, having seven nominations in the same category is absurd. Having eight total acting nominations is more absurd. Uh, Best Screenplay, Coogler and Joe Robert Cole, nominated. Uh, Best Song, uh, two nominations for Black Panther there, for, uh, with Pray For Me and All The Stars. Both taking up slots at this point. Um, hold on. Okay. Uh, best score. Uh, Black Panther obviously nominated. Uh, best tactile effects nominated. Best special effects nominated. And then the other record that Panther breaks is best scene category. All five not all five slots are from best. Black Panther. There is no scene in Peter Rabbit that came close, um, although that was the last one to get ejected. So, um, just to make sure I can work these in without really giving away spoilers if you haven't seen it, just in case. Um, The five nominations, in alphabetical order, Car Chase, Casino Fight, The Final Sunset. The Rival Clan's Battle. And the Second Challenge. Uh, I think those are descriptive enough to give you an idea of what the scene I'm really talking about is. So, yeah. So, that sums up to 21 nominations for Black Panther right now. uh, Which, for reference, the current highest nomination leader of years that I've released, Final... Uh, a final episode from our Circle of Films Awards episode 4 is Mad Max with 8. And granted, you know, I don't think there's any possible way Black Panther holds on to 15 by the end of the year, but just being at 21 right now is still a staggering amount. Absolutely staggering. So, uh yeah, Moving on, those are the Circle Film Awards as they stand. Uh, Black Panther is the best, my personal best film currently from 2018. Not even close, honestly. And as a 2018 film, it is one of the 16 2018 films that I've seen. And it's one of the 262 films that I've seen this calendar year. Uh, 2018 films now have an average film rating of 26.44 and an average tomato meter rating of 38.19. And one of them is now in my top 300. As an action film, it is one of the seven action films this year. One of the three adventure films. And one of the four sci-fi films. As a three on the Bechtel test, it is part of the 50% of films released this year that pass the Bechtel test entirely. And as a PG-13 film, it is one of the eight PG-13 films that I've seen this year. Um... I don't, uh, I don't think this is the first time I've ever had a top 300 film, although it might be actually. Now that I think about it, at least since I started doing top 300s. Anyway, uh, it is the 48th, currently one of the 48 action films in my top 300, one of the 44 adventure films in my top 300, and one of the 32 science fiction films in my top 300. It has ha- as a three on the Bechtel test. It is one of the 108 films with a 3 on the Bechdel test in my top 300. It is one of the 33 films in my top 300 with a rating of PG-13. And it is the 84th film from the 2010s decade to make it onto my top 300. Uh, I can also say that it is also the 47th film at the moment to be rated a 94 for me. Um... And then finally, it is part of a series. It is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is the 25th film that I've seen that is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Remember, this also includes one-shots and short films. I'm also including, like, the Team Thor movies. Uh, And it's the best one. It finally... After 10 long years, Unseats Iron Man to be the best MCU movie that I've ever seen. It improves the average film rating of MCU movies to 71.84. And their entire length, were you to watch them back to back to back to back to back to back to back, is now 39 hours and 13 hundredths of an hour. Uh, I don't know what that would translate into. Um. I don't know. So, really, really freaking long. Uh, It's a lot of time to spend watching movies from the same world. It is, heads and shoulders, the most prolific series of films I've seen, with only five other series coming into double figures, even. Uh, So, Star Wars currently has ten, if you are including the Clone Wars theatrical released film. Despicable Me, I've seen 11. There are a lot of Minion shorts out there. Don't watch them. X-Men, I've seen 11. Uh, If you include Deadpool, which I do. The Land Before Time has 14 right now, and I believe I'm current on that, as 14, The Journey the, uh, Journey of the Brave was released, like, last year, I think. And then second to the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the DC Animated Universe, which... If I'd seen all the movies, I think would actually surpass 25. I've only seen 17 right now, though. So, some time to go, some time to go. Uh, yeah, so, man, um, Black Panther, guys, right? What an amazing film. So, those are the statistics for Black Panther. Uh, go see it, man. Just do it everyone needs to go see it again and again and again and again and again Uh, i'm kidding you don't have to go see it again and again again just see it once at least and then if you want to go see it a second time uh and uh now we'll jump into the week 12 recap for the cine realists fantasy movie league currently recording this uh, before actuals are released Tuesday and I mean I'm recording this on Monday, this segment, and actuals don't come out until Tuesday for the four-day weekend. It is Monday early evening, late afternoon, and currently the best performer is Black Panther Sunday. Now, I am of the mind that the likely best performer by the end of the weekend is going to be Monday which sucks because I didn't play it. Uh, it looks like four Monday lineup. a four Monday lineup is going to be the best one. Uh, it just kind of depends on what the filler is after that. There was only one person in the Cinerilus that played four Mondays. And that person is, I believe, the box officer. Let me see here. That's why I looked at it before. Yes, the box office who played four Mondays, two Samsons and two post. Because of how poorly Samson is doing, uh, I don't think there's any chance that the box officer has the perfect cineplex. Uh, so it doesn't look like anyone in our league is going to have a perfect cineplex unless Monday happens to be as low as it's being projected. And I think that's almost impossible. It's surely going to go up. It, I guess there's still a chance it might not overtake Sunday for the best performer. And then once actuals come in, uh, late on Tuesday. All bets are off, so it'll, it remains to be seen just how things are going to shake out. Seems to me some f- configuration of force Mondays, a Paris, a 15, 17 to Paris, and like two posts is going to end up being the be best performer. Two posts and a blank. Uh, that is what I'm seeing, that's what my numbers are bearing out to some degree. Uh, if Monday does not end up as best perf- performer. Uh, it looks like the best performer, will, uh, the perfect centerplex, will be something like two Sundays and a Monday and like two blanks. Something to that effect, which nobody really has in our league either. So uh, don't doesn't seem like anybody in our league got the perfect centerplex. Currently, based on Monday estimates, I have the best weekend score. I still think that's gonna change, I think Badass Cineplex and The Box Officer are both gonna be above me when it's all said and done. But I think there's no way I don't end up above the people ranked above me for the season, so I feel pretty good about that. And there's a good chance I move up from 6th to 5th, so can't be too upset. Uh, some of the popular lineups played by Sven Cinema, Rahman, and Shawbin are Friday, Sunday, Post, and Five Shapes of Water. Friday started out with the BP uh, on Saturday, but $72 million and uh, a value of 151 is just not good enough. Um, Sunday is at least 172 uh, FML bucks, or dollars per FML buck, and that's easily going to be better than Friday, so those lineups don't really have a chance to finish above me, above anybody who played two Sundays. And then the other popular lineup in our league was Friday, Monday, five early man and a Samson. And because of how poorly early man has done, uh, that's not going to work out in their favor either. So a bit of a bit of a hit like, man, anybody in the top like 10 or top seven that would have played four Mondays, uh, man, could really clean up if Monday does actually come up to about 40 or more million dollars. Which seems incredibly likely. Uh, it's it's unreal. If it hits 40 million Monday, that would be $242 million for the four day, which is obscene. That's more than The Last Jedi. And I, I get that Last Jedi was kind of mixed and it didn't hold as well at the end of the weekend, but still, la- a Star Wars movie in this day and age. Incredible. Um, so currently, based on current projections, the overall rankings uh, remain Rybone, Raman Shalbin, Kiel Music, then myself swapping with Director's Cut 5th over 6th. At, but the, the lead at the top, based on current projections, is just $4 million between Rybone and Raman I think the problem there is that, in all likelihood, Rybone is going to end up gaining a little bit more ground after Monday Monday's Monday comes up, so the lead will probably be closer to like $15 million, give or take. Uh, and Shawbin is also likely to drop a little bit more away from Rybone as well. So Rybone will have a pretty decent cushion heading into the final week, but definitely not an insurmountable one, as this week shows us. And given the the prospect of another split coming for Black Panther in week 13, there's a lot, there's, there's no easy easy pick to win this season. So yeah, unfortunately can't do a full update this week. I will definitely do one next week for the end of the season uh, to see exactly what's shaken out and uh, if records are broken and where we're going to go from there. How spring, the spring 2018 season starts in just two weeks. So I'm looking forward to it, wiping the slate clean. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you would like to get in touch with me, you want to send me your top movie list, you want to talk to me about anything or, or recommend me something to watch or something to that effect, uh, you can do so either on Twitter at Circle of Film or email circleoffilm@gmail.com. at gmail.com. If you want to check out the website, previous episodes, Circle of Film Awards, etc., go to CircleOfFilm.com for all that and much more. And, if you would like to support the show, and uh, support what I'm doing, you can do that at patreon.com slash circle of film. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails.